Over this past decade, we spent a lot of effort trying to prevent everything. And, you know, we realize we can't prevent everything from happening. Things will happen. Compromise will occur. Hi, welcome to Inside IT from the technology experts at Intel's own IT organization. I'm Paul Lancor, and I'm at this children's playground to talk about IT security. Historically, information security for the enterprise was kind of like a parent at a playground. She sees a problem. Honey, please get down from there. And takes measures to prevent damage. That's kind of how IT looked to employees in the past. You only saw them when there was a problem. But over time, things changed. People were changing the way they wanted to work. That's Alan Ross senior principal engineer in Intel IT. What you have is you have a a group of people or a generation of people that either grew up with social media and this notion of talking about who you are, what you're doing, you know, what you're working on, where you're at. And if you think about it, they may not draw the distinction between personal and professional. Add to that the fact that many employees now had access to technology often more sophisticated than what they were offered at work. And you have new employee expectations driving the desire for the consumerization of IT. And threats were evolving. Malcolm Harkins is Intel's chief information security officer. The controls that are in existence in most companies today, including ours, may not keep up with the evolving uh, information assets, both logically and physically as they continue to change, and the evolving threats and vulnerabilities that are going after them. Add to that managing internal and external clouds, new markets and new acquisitions for an expanding company. Over time, IT's role in the organization had changed dramatically. So companies tried to modify their security policies and procedures to match this rapidly changing world, with mixed results. Alan Ross. So anytime a new technology came or a new trend, we were sort of bolting things on. And so we ended up with just this big sort of cumbersome security model. And so a couple of years ago, we said, if we were starting from scratch, what would we do differently? That was the impetus behind Intel's five-year radical revamping of its security architecture. And starting from scratch meant establishing some basic principles. Malcolm Harkins has his five irrefutable laws of information security. Information wants to be free. People, as a behavior, tend to want to share, talk, post now with social computing and that type of stuff. Code wants to be wrong. We're never going to have 100% error-free software. It's just not practical to expect. Services want to be on. You know, those background processes that run that might be everything from a weather program that you have as a user running in the background to constantly update things to even the management software or, in some cases, just other things to, to keep your system up to date. Users want to click. If people are connected to the Internet, they're going to click on things. And even if security feature can be used for harm as the fifth one. What was needed was a new security architecture that was more flexible and dynamic and could adapt to whatever trends, threats, or technologies came along. And a key to that is establishing trust. And so in the past, we had this sort of binary trust model. We either trusted something and we trusted almost implicitly or we don't trust it at all. Alan Ross explains that the new policies and procedures had to be more nuanced. Trust depends on a number of factors. Who are you? Where are you? What device are you using? Trust will be different. If you're in the building on an Intel managed system, we can probably trust that more than if you're on your home computer in an airport 
or you know, a personal computer in an airport, or if you're in a coffee shop on a tablet. And basically what we're doing is we're trying to match up so that um, we can marry the, the notion of a trust calculation to the enforcement and group um, services, data, and applications into that untrusted, semi-trusted, or trusted layer. Another cornerstone of the new security architecture was an acknowledgement that, well, stuff happens. Over this past decade, we spent a lot of effort trying to prevent everything. And, you know, we realize we can't prevent everything from happening. Things will happen. Compromise will occur. So you have to assume that a well-intentioned well-funded, well-thought-out individual trying to do harm will at some level be successful. And so you have to figure out how to survive it as well as how to detect it. And blocking everything won't work because then you're not going to be enabling the use of technology. So we had to step back and say, how do we protect to enable? And then that drove us to thinking about a more granular trust model. Of course, this means being able to detect and correct as quickly as possible, but it also means understanding that some threats are greater than others. And that leads to that granular approach that Harkins spoke about. Twenty years ago, your organization had buildings with computers inside and data inside your building. Keep your building secure and your data secure. That's no longer necessarily the case. So a new concept of a security perimeter was needed. Alan Ross. We think that the the perimeters are actually the data and where it's at and then the users who are using or accessing that data. So really, in, in our mind, users and data are the new perimeter. That's where a user is making a decision to do or not do something. Malcolm Harkins. A user you know, sharing more than they should. A systems administrator not keeping up to date on patching or not configuring a system correctly. So whether it be the developer who's written code that might have an issue with it, to the end user who's clicking on a link because they didn't think to recognize that there may be a risk there. For me, that is actually the point of exposure. Another thing Intel's chief information security officer wants to emphasize, and in this way a security chief is still a bit like that mom at the playground, people misperceive risk. Some people would say, hey, you know, having a laptop is a very risky thing because of, you know, the data protection risks but they would allow printing in their environment. You can't encrypt a piece of paper. Or they would you know, worry about more malicious code because they were mobile, yet they would have unfettered access to the Internet on a desktop, which is where most stuff was coming through. Intel's a little over a year into implementation of the security policy. There have already been some successes, but they will no doubt face new challenges as things like social media, cloud computing, smartphones, and tablets become more widespread. In fact, the plan assumes that there will be demands that will require technology that doesn't yet exist. But the idea is to make it agile, flexible, and smart, and it will adapt to these new challenges, whatever they are. For more information on security and other IT matters, go to www.intel.com IT. For Inside IT, I'm Paul Lancor.